0: Name the Father Son the Holy Spirit, one God. Palm Sunday is one of the great feasts of, of our Lord and one of the most joyful. Well Palm Sunday for the Jews was actually a day of great confusion, as was it for the people and for the leaders. And it shows us, even in our own lives what happens when we have mixed expectations or wrong expectations and project our expectations on others. From the perspective of the Jews, their relationship with God was one of benefactor, okay, and provider towards a people who would just receive, okay? They're almost like, uh, no offense teenagers, but like us when we were all teenagers, where we've gone used to our whole life getting stuff. Um, And so we're used to having things being given to us. So when suddenly our parents say, no, you need to do this, it's like a big shock. Um like what do you mean you're not just going to say yes it's it's like uh our heart drops um so their relationship their concept of relationship with God was give me give me um and and blessing right this is what they thought they also thought if i follow this rule book everything is good which means that they didn't understand the nature of their relationship with God right just like with us with our parents sometimes our parents give us stuff and yet we're shocked that they want to spend time with us. In fact, sometimes it irritates us that they want that. Um, We're like, what what do you want? Um, I said hi, I said good morning, I did the dishes, like why do you want to talk to me too, right? This is the way that the Jews are also dealing with our God. They were used to getting stuff, right? But they don't want to spend time with Him. They don't want to do anything deep, right? They wanted to do the superficials. Consequently, there's a lot of things that they couldn't see. There's a lot of things they didn't know about their God. Many of us, are like that as teenagers, when we grow up, we find out things with our parents that we say, if only I knew that when I was younger, actually we could have maybe bonded over this, right? Or maybe if I knew this, um, I would have been more um, impressed. Whereas other people outside of our family might think very highly of our parents, whereas we whereas we may or may not. So their concept of relationship was, it was one of taking, but also is one in which They didn't see his other characteristics. They didn't understand him as father. They didn't understand him as redeemer. They didn't understand him as compassionate. They didn't understand him in any of those ways because they only wanted one thing, which is um, gifts on demands. And so it was a relationship seeking mostly earthly benefits. And what caused this wrong view is actually a little bit understandable, even like with teenagers why it's a little bit understandable. Because they were working within their own personal context in the immediate moments outside of the context of history, right? They were not understanding where anything came from. They didn't understand why they were the chosen of God. They were just proud that they were the chosen of God, right? they didn't understand that they didn't do anything, right? They didn't do anything special to become the children of God, right? It's like anybody today of, of, of boasting who their dad is, as though they invented their dad, right? Or as though they gave birth to their dad. They just happened to be the kids of that dad, right? But this is what happened with them. And so they had forgotten their history. And their history was that God didn't actually care for having a particular people. God wanted the whole world, as we discussed last night. God was not looking for one group of people. God was looking to save the world. And so in doing this, when the whole world rejected him and he chose the Israelites God chose to work through the language of the people to show that their God is the real God, hoping in the, in the whole context of the economy of, of time that everybody would end up returning to him. And so he said, I'm going to give you the things that everybody else is looking at, right? If, if, if you think in your, in your very limited human capacity, your very limited understanding that winning wars is what makes your God the real God, then I will fight your wars and I will win. If you think that the, the strength of a kingdom and the strength of a God is based on whether or not there can be riches in it and palaces, I'll give you those things. Those are not what I'm interested in, but I will give them to you, right? If you think that it's in doing miraculous signs and in wonders and all these things, I will do those for you. But what I want from you is your heart. Right, and that is a theme that's not just in the New Testament. That's a theme also in the Old Testament, where he keeps on saying to them, "Give me your hearts, please. Give me your heart." In fact, when they would follow only the law, right, he wasn't impressed by them, right. In fact, even when they invented fasts, right, thinking that oh, God will like us more if we pour ash on ourselves and, and sit on the floor and not eat, he rejected it. He said, "I abhor your fasts." Right, we're going to read that in one of the readings this week. We're saying, "I'm not interested in this." right, because you have no mercy on anybody, right, you have no charity, you don't look after the poor, you don't love me, this is the people who draws near to me with their mouths, but their hearts are far from me, is what he says to them, and so he's giving them those things that they need, right, but to the people, it never clicked, right, to them it was like, why is he mad at us, why isn't he giving us stuff, right, why did he take away our toys, Right? Why did he give us a timeout? This is all that they can think of. They're not able to look past into what is the meaning of this thing happening, um, and where is it that it that it comes from, and what drew them away from this? Lust, right? Wanting things, okay? Of saying, I want that thing. I want that toy, and that's all that I can see. Right? Lust isn't always a sexual thing. Right, but I want money, I want power, I want authority, I want a name, I want prestige, right? Lusting after these things, I want a position of authority. It also came through comparisons, right? Instead of saying, Oh wow, my God is the God, right? That wasn't enough for them, they would throughout history look around and say, Well, I kinda like that God better because that God allows this and that, right? That God allows us to marry a hundred wives at a time, this one allows concubines. Right? That one's nice. This one um, looks nice. Right? This one brings me a good alliance with Persia. Right? That's helpful to me right now. Right? It came through comparisons and trying to find something that seemed um, advantageous. It also came from them imposing themselves on Him. Right? And by this I mean, instead of asking the Creator, Why did you create me? What do you want? Right? The Creator looked at the Creator and said, "I actually am not very interested in what you want. I exist, and here's my terms. Right? I want this. So if you don't like it, then that's fine. Do your thing. Right? But then come crawling back when, when things aren't going um, so well." And it also came from distancing themselves from him, right? Is that if you look at the progression of the people of Israel, right you've got this Hames, this zeal. Right, When they're at the borders of, of of Israel before taking the promised land, where they vow before God, and we're going to read this during the week, where they vow before God that this um, that they are the people of God, that they will keep the covenant that they will hold fast to him, whereas over time, they distanced, they distanced themselves to the point where not only did they not know the voice of God, they hated the voice of God, right? That was not something that they wanted, which is the reason why almost every single prophet of the Old Testament was murdered, right? They were not treated well. People weren't excited to hear that God disagreed with them, right? Instead, they took them and they, they killed them. Isaiah was sawn asunder and, and distributed all over the, the nation of Israel, right? Jeremiah was cast into a pit and stoned, right? The prophet Zechariah was slain in the temple itself, right? There's there's so many... Nobody wanted the role of prophet. It was It wasn't a very... You didn't have a good life expectancy. Versus what did God want? Right? What would his what was his concept? He wanted relationship and he was willing to give the gifts, right? But he wanted it in the context of of love. But the people didn't understand this. When I was when I was a, a teenager, my sister got glasses and I was jealous because I wanted glasses. Whatever my older sister got, I felt like I was left out if I didn't have it. And so I kept on begging my parents, please give me glasses, I want to have glasses. Um, we went to the eye doctor and I faked as much as I could um, to try and make sure that I would need a prescription. I didn't know that the doctor told my mom in private he definitely does not need glasses. Ryan wrote a prescription for like minus 0.1 or something. Um, and I demanded it. And when my parents said no, I decided the best way to deal with it was to make a scene in church. And I went up to read. I pretended I couldn't read anymore. After reading every single week regularly with no problems, I suddenly was unable to read, right? My dad obviously was not happy with this. Um, and, and my priest actually privately told them, just give him the glasses, okay? He's a teenager, let him have it, right? I'm using this as an example to say that had I not seen my dad's angry face and just had the glasses given to me, right, my perception would have been, oh, this works, right? Whenever I need something, <laughs> make a show. Right, and then they're going to give it to me because they don't want to be embarrassed in public, right, or they don't want to deal with me. This is what the Israelites were doing. They were immature young teenagers who just wanted stuff, okay, and that they would condition themselves, right, of saying, "Well, uh, we know how the routine works. Do whatever we want, okay. Then when things get bad, grovel on our knees. God loves groveling, okay, um, and then we get what we need. This is not what God wanted, right? God wanted to elevate us. God was saying, "I have given you my own nature." I've given you to be in my image and likeness. I'm not looking for you to grovel. You have the dignity of being the son and daughter of God. You are in my image and likeness. I've created you to be holy. I gave you what even the angels don't have. The angels don't have my image and likeness. They don't have the capacity to do what you are able to do. So I don't want from you just to grovel. I want you to be living worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. And he wanted to give us gifts, right? Our dad is rich, okay? He has, he's rich, and he's happy to give us everything. Remember one time I told um, an elder monk who passed away, he was a, he was a very saintly man, um, I'm a horrible person, I don't deserve to be a priest, I do these horrible things um, and that priest shouldn't do. And his response to me was, get over yourself. Um, and he was like, who is worthy of any gift of God? Right? He was like, you have a rich dad. Okay? You have a rich dad who gives all of his kids gifts, not just you, everybody. The gift that you happen to have received as priesthood, but everyone has one. So it's, well, it's, it's, it's not about how worthy or not worthy you are. Our father is rich and likes to give. So there are benefits, right? But they're not the goal. The benefits are not the goal, right? The, the, the goal is to live in that image and likeness and to know him for who he is as Zacchaeus, like we read in Matins this morning, where it says that Zacchaeus sought to see him for who he was, not for miracle, not for money, not for any kind of gift for for who he was. And the consequence of this straying, the consequence of these wrong expectations, is the confusion that's going to ensue as we just saw in these Gospels and throughout the week, which is that the celebration for the Israelites of our Lord's entry into Jerusalem was a political one. It was not a spiritual one. The people were not singing Hosanna because they recognized him as God. They were singing Hosanna because they thought that this is the King of Israel who is going to redeem them from the Romans. And so their expectations were wrong because they had built a concept of relationship with God based on a political expectation that this benefactor, that this giver of great gifts was going to come and liberate them. And this is why throughout Christ's ministry they would test him because they were so confused about what he was saying. Where they would say, what do you think about giving taxes to Caesar? If you're going to be the Messiah who's going to deliver us from the Romans, you should be very much against us honoring Caesar because you know that we're being occupied, right? This nation is being occupied by the Romans. And so they were surprised and confused when Christ said, give him his due, right? Pay what's due for him. Um, When he would heal on the Sabbath, they were like, what kind of, what kind of Jew is this, right? He doesn't even know the law, right? Something's clearly wrong with him. This guy can't be the one that we're looking for. And in fact, they had gotten so used to just their blah, blah, blahs within the temple that they were shocked that when Christ would preach, the people were attentive Right, that they said he spoke as one having authority, right? That he actually was speaking the words of the of, of the of the old testament with with life. And that's why they're they're annoyed. Like, look how the whole world has gone after him, right? That these people are are attentive. So the wrong expectations of the people is why that even though today they cry out saying, Hosanna, this is the King of Israel, by Friday the same people are shouting crucify him, we have no king but Caesar, right, they've complete 180 degrees, because it was not who they thought it was they thought that he was going to be coming to establish for us a physical kingdom, and yet the Lord was revealing to them slowly that this was never the intention right, throughout his ministry he says to them the kingdom of heaven is within you right, and he says I'm going to send you a different kind of comforter Right? When they told him who's going to sit on your right and on your left, he didn't say, Oh, well, don't worry about it. We're going to figure it out once I'm king. Right? He tried to take them slowly into the realm of the spiritual. The only people on this day who recognized him for who he was were the children. Right? This is the purity of children who have not been tainted yet by expectations, they've not been tainted by wrong information, they haven't been tainted. by their lusts and their desires instead they cried out deeply from the heart hosanna and hosanna means jesus actually hosanna means redeemer or savior which is what jesus means and so the kids cried out with purity of heart that this is the king and they knew spiritually they were able to identify who their god was may god grant us that we deal with him not just for the good gifts that we receive but for who he is May our expectations be set aright by knowledge of the truth, which is Him. To Him be the glory and honor and worship now and always at the age of all ages. Amen. We want to thank you so much for listening to St. Basil's podcast. We hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers, and we appreciate your support towards this podcast. St. Basil American Coptic Orthodox Church is looking to purchase a home, and we would love for you to be a part of our community. We are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission, Orthodoxy in an American context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website, www.stbasil.net, that's www.stbasil.net, or click on the link below when it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart, and home.